Hey, it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. The headline, the police who killed Tyree Nichols were black, but they still might have been driven by racism. Now, do we know that? It's kind of amazing how if you are from the left side of the aisle of thought, you can throw out any crazy, wild accusation you want, and you'll you'll never face any consequences. I mean, even, even daring to say, where we are in this woke media environment, just daring to say, let's let the facts come out. Now, what we saw was horrific. That is a fact, but that doesn't give us all of the context that we need to understand before we bring the issue of race into it, especially in this case where it's near impossible to do unless you're Van Jones. So he gets to basically blame this on white people somehow, and nobody says, now, come on, this is a bit of a stretch. Weintick 695 Patriot 957 It's just interesting. Literally by saying, as I say, every time we are in a controversial circumstance or situation, we need to wait for more information. Nope, you're supposed to dive off the deep end purely on emotion and react no other way. That's the only thing. We're learning that the police chief in Memphis was fired as the Atlanta police chief for allegedly, see, key word of responsible use, covering up a sex crime committed by a co-worker. Now, do we know if the chief personally hired these five officers? I don't know. We need to wait for the facts to come out. But the media is already writing its story. It's already writing its narrative. And it doesn't really matter. It, it's fascinating how this happens. And I, I wish I could have an audience with some journalism professors. Because in the case of Daryl Brooks, we didn't even question Daryl Brooks' intent. It was the SUV. The media immediately blamed the inanimate automobile. After a couple of years of the Stop Asian Hate campaign, when there were mass shootings in California just last week, where both the shooter and the victims were Asian, we stopped talking about Asians and started going back to talking about the gun again. Because they couldn't say, well, that's... It was the same thing with Uvalde. Their first reaction was if the victims were Hispanic children, had to be some, you know, hardline border control white guy. And then that turned out not to be true. And we also saw a lot of police failure at that event. Maybe we ought to be asking this question, and I'm going to move on. Ever since defund the police, why would anyone want to become a cop? Could it possibly be? that some police departments are struggling to bring in the type of people who would really want to be a police officer for perhaps the next 20 years of their life, when city Democrat city councils and Democrat mayors and Democrat prosecutors don't support their own police department, when you feel like the city council and the mayor whose policies you are enforcing as a law enforcement, this is something that needs to be laid out so the general, see, and again, we have such a poor teaching of civics in this country. 
The only thing, the only way policing is taught in this country is through a prism of race. What is the police department? What is it? What is law enforcement? Do police officers make laws? No. Do they sign laws into being? No. Do they even administer the law? No. They simply enforce it. Maybe we have too many laws in these cities. Maybe we have too many interactions between citizens and law enforcement in ways that almost guarantee that whatever percentage of bad outcomes will occur, whether it's 1%, 2%, 5%, 10%, I don't know. If you say that, you know, Andrew, it's a guarantee that 5% of interactions between law enforcement and, and citizen are going to have a negative outcome. By increasing the number of interactions unnecessarily, passing laws to simply pass them because you have the power to pass them, you're guaranteeing that you're going to increase the raw number of interactions that go bad. And have you noticed in places where there's tons of laws that simply seem like they're passed so the city council and the mayor could flex their authority? People don't blame the city council and the mayor. They blame the cops. The cops didn't write those laws. The cops took a job to enforce them. If you've got a problem with the laws, take it out on your elected officials. Then you've got to look at what is voter turnout in these places? In some of these medium-sized cities run by Democrats. I remember looking it up after Ferguson, it was 7%. 7% of voter turnout for the mayor. 7%. So uh, maybe in your community, you should be a little bit more, how I say, scrutinizing of people that want to be city council members, want to be the mayor, depending how the police chief is selected. Wyatt 695 Patriot 9572874. I've always said about New York City, New York City would be better off if the five boroughs went back to being independent cities. One city government is 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 just it's there's too many people here. Your police department's almost 40,000 people. And you know what a lot of these Democrat states have done to the detriment of law enforcement is they've eliminated the law enforcement powers of the sheriff the elected sheriff, you know, checks and balances. Wyant 695 Patriot 9572874. Where I live in New Jersey, the sheriff's department pretty much runs the county jail and I think the bailiffs. They might have some coordinating task force, uh, task force uh, capabilities for, you know, intertown issues. But you don't see sheriff's deputies as law enforcement officers in a lot of these blue states. Wyantic 695 Patriot 9572874. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, we're back to uh, bake me a cake or else. Headline NBC News. Colorado baker loses appeal over transgender birthday cake. The Christian baker Jack Phillips maintains that the cakes he creates are a form of speech and plans to appeal. Is the left just on the hunt for this guy? Is that what this is? You'd have to believe he's the only cake baker in Colorado. What's well, about? It's about tolerance and diversity and fairness and discrimination. I'm going to be honest with you. I agree with the baker. 
You are demanding that he speak through his cakes in a way where you are forcing him to affirm something he wishes not to affirm. The Colorado baker who won a partial U.S. Supreme Court victory after refusing to make a gay couple's wedding cake because of his Christian faith lost on appeal Thursday in his latest legal fight involving his rejection of a request for a birthday cake celebrating gender transition. The Colorado Court of Appeals ruled that the cake Autumn Scardina uh, requested from Jack Phillips and Masterpiece cake, Masterpiece cake Shop, which was to be a pink-blue frosting, not a form of speech. It also found the state makes it illegal to refuse provide services to people based on protected characteristics like race, religion, or sexual orientation does not violate the business owner's right to practice or express their religion. But again, having a pink, white, and blue frost, when you tell the person this is for a trans gender or gender whatever cake you're telling him that he's expressing something that he wishes not to express now again i think i think we have to separate the difference between that which is generic and that which is custom it is one thing if somebody says i will not sell you that hamburger that i make for everyone Versus walking into a burger joint and saying, well, I need the burger to be made of this and made of this and made of this and made of this. We don't make that here. Here's the danger. The danger here is, what do you do if somebody wants to hold, let's say, a wedding or a anniversary or any kind of occasion in a catering hall that limits itself to either kosher or halal? That's Muslim. Meaning a halal kitchen cannot prepare certain foods if they're made with pork. They just can't do it. They don't do it. Are they discriminating? I guess you could say they are then if they're refusing to serve certain clientele. Same thing for a kosher kitchen. The cakes in question here are custom. They are not generic. Jack is not refusing, Jack Phillips is not refusing to sell someone a chocolate cake that is on the rack. He is saying there are some things I will not communicate through my creation of a cake. Wines at 695 Patriot 9572874. The danger is forcing people to speak. Whoever they are, by the way. Whoever they are. Wine six ninety five Patriot nine five seven two eight seven four. But we don't do this. We don't see left wing activists hard charging into halal bakeries, hard charging into kosher catering halls, and demanding a service they know they can't provide. They don't do it. It's only to Christians. That's not that. You want to know who's like I say, the loudest voices for tolerance come from the most intolerant people. This is their intolerance. They know damn well this man can't do it. And they're going to keep hounding this man, a baker. Until what? They bankrupt him? Will you be happy when you bankrupt him? When you drag him into court so many times that he can't keep his business open? Weinzik 695 Patriot 9572874. Again, the difference between custom and generic. There's a difference between refusing, refusing to serve someone something that you already serve and saying, I don't provide this service. You can't demand service where the service is not provided. Wine 695 Patriot 9572874.
headline locally here in New York City. Actually, I might have to, I won't have time today because I'll have to go over to Salem. If I had known, I would have walked, I would have had to go out of my way to get there. Headline, ABC7 Eyewitness News. NYPD clearing migrant protesters from in front of Hell's Kitchen Hotel, moving them to Brooklyn. The NYPD was on the scene to move groups of asylum seekers from the Watson Hotel in Hell's Kitchen to the Brooklyn Cruise Terminal Monday. Some of the asylum seekers had refused to leave and had camped out along 57th Street between uh, 9th and 10th Avenue. A city spokesman told Eyewitness News they had more than 42,000 migrants bust to New York City last year with that crisis with last year with the crisis of the southern border ongoing. Now the city is pleading for state and federal assistance. In the meantime, the plan move for the single adult men who are staying at the Watsons is underway to the Brooklyn Cruise Terminal. The hotel will then be repurposed for families with children, Mayor Eric Adams announced plans weeks ago. Activists say everyone should get a hotel room. It's not inhumane. That's not that it's not inhumane. I'm sorry, it's not humane. That's not how you treat human beings. They want to go back to their rooms at the Watson Hotel. This is their home right now, said Merrill Ranzer, a volunteer. Pedro Duran, originally from Venezuela, arrived in New York in mid-October. He was already bused to Brooklyn, but said it was so cold he came back to the Watson. We have homeless people here in New York City. As a matter of fact, ever since Bill de Blasio became mayor, there was a good 20-year period. I'm not going to say New York City had eradicated homelessness because they didn't, but they had it largely under control. And New York City had a thriving, more thriving economy, thanks to the policies put in place by Rudy Giuliani and continued on. Look, Mayor Mike Bloomberg was an obnoxious elitist. Just the man would make me want to throw up, but he was competent. I will always say this, no matter who, how you can't stand Mike Bloomberg on gun control or trans fat bans or some of the some of the seemingly stupid things he did uh, to the city, he was, at the end of the day, in the overall grand scheme of things, competent. Bill de Blasio was incompetent, and Eric Adams isn't much better. You know, they wore their their they wore it on their sleeve that they were a sanctuary city. Well, you want to be a sanctuary city? You're going to be a sanctuary city, all right. And now you have this completely out of control, but there are homeless people everywhere. From the minute I come off that bus in Port Authority to my walk up what is now basically Skid Row, 8th Avenue, through Times Square, here to the mothership of Sirius XM, then back down in the subway, down to Ground Zero to go to Salem. It's nothing but homeless people. The subways smell like urine and feces because the city is basically now one giant toilet. But the migrants have been living in posh hotels, rent-free, for months. Wine 695 patriot 957 You know, we're told families, families, families. Apparently, a large, the largest group of these people are military-age males. Wine 695 Patriot 9572874. So you, the taxpayer, in the midst of high inflation, high gas prices, high food prices, you've got Biden and Harris out there saying they're bringing down the cost for families. No, they're not. This is a lie. Everyone knows it's a lie. We are housing tens of thousands of migrants 
in hotels in major metropolitan cities while Americans sleep on the streets and you pay the bill. And this is not coming to an end anytime soon. We're right, they're wrong, that's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken, Sirius XM Patreon. You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 East, 9 to noon West, on Sirius XM Patriot, Channel 125.